Hey everybody, you're listening to a very special episode of the Anti-Fanboy Podcast. This is going to be the Final Fantasy VII Remake cast. And this podcast is filled with guests. And by that I mean there's one special guest. And it's going to be filled with spoilers. I'm Steve O'Teary. Oh, I'm Chris Galanti. I am a whisper, Devin Kopek. I'm Christian and also Rain and everything else that you know me from. That's right, everybody. Two things. Steve, <laughs> you said there would be a special ghost on the podcast today. I didn't say ghost. <gasps> it's a I guest. Fucking, I fucking didn't say ghost. Hold Did on, you stop say the podcast. Stop the special... podcast. No, Rain. Hold on. Chris, I didn't, I didn't fucking say ghost. Oh, you, know, like, you said Steve, ghost. You had a bunch of food in your mouth when you were I talking I have a about speech this. impediment. I mean, Steve, uh, you, you did. We Look, when I went to that haunted house and, and I saw all those special ghosts, <laughs> God damn it, I ruined my own joke by saying the actual word. <laughs> uh, but yes, we have uh, Rain, uh, Christian, as humans call him. Uh, but uh, we're going to bring him in because he uh, was, as I was following him, tweet his tweets as he was playing this game. He was like a little ping pong ball all over this game. Do you want to I, have, ex- I have wild and crazy thoughts now. Now that I'm no. like a couple weeks out, I got some shit to say. Ooh. That's fair. And that's this is the place where we're going to say them. Uh, so you're thinking uh, your, your theories have like evolved? Yes. I'm on else? stage four of my theories. <laughs> oh, shit. We've got the stages. He's like a Gyarados of theories now. Well, to be honest, like uh, I finished it the most recently, and freshest I, boy, I'm yeah. a freshest boy, and I don't really have many theories yet. Like I'm, wow. I'm still, I'm still kind of digesting what I saw, mm-hmm. and and thinking about a few things. But you know, um, obviously, this remake is a lot different than, or not a lot different, but subtly different, and. You Somewhat. could say a lot different. You could say a lot by different. End, by yeah. the end, it gets super different. Um, the differences, let's let's point that out. For me, at least, uh, since I am so... I, I haven't played Final Fantasy, the original, in such a long time. The differences are not necessarily jumping out at me as quickly, I think, as a lot of others. So I'd actually like to go over just, like, the ending in particular. Oh, that's we're going to do that, absolutely. And, um, and really try to see what everybody else is thinking because I'm, I'm so, curious. So right well, at the gate, um, let's just uh, let's just get everybody's like MFK reviews uh, uh, about ooh. this about this uh, finished game. You um, know, I, this is what I would like to do. I would like to give our MFKs, and then I think post discussion, I think I would like to revisit the MFK to see if that has changed anybody's opinion. That's fair. That is 100 fair. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, I'll start, I suppose. So I think of this group, I was the first to beat the game. Uh, You're the cleanest boy. Or the the dirtiest. dirtiest. Yeah, I'm the cleanest boy. Well, Uh, I mean, he's he's gotten the cleanest since. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, Yeah. So as a a result, my I've been kind of, um, I don't want to say refreshing my my opinions or theories or anything, but I've kind of been keeping tabs and then. Uh, after I beat the game, however, I will say that I had the the Final Fantasy VII itch just all over the place. Uh, it was it was in regions you wouldn't want to admit to people. Uh, I was full blown, and uh, I, I got, had I got a bit of a 
Final Fantasy itch in my Midgar region. Yeah, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I had I had basically beaten the game, loved it so much, and I'll just get this right out of the way. Uh, for me, I was just just a little child back in 1997 with a big dumb grin on my face for basically uh, a very 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 large portion of the you still have that big dumb grin you, and i still have that, that big dumb grin, dumb grin. Are, and you, then, are you saying you got ratatouille by this game yes and then not only was i married but it married me so hard or i married it so hard that it was like oh you should also get to know my Extended family, original Final Fantasy VII, and I basically delved back into that since I don't know. So you married the daughter, and then you married the mother-in-law. Yeah, that's oh, kind of weird. Then, and then I married, just, and then I married mother. the grandmother-in-law, which was oh, Advent Children. I also put myself does, through that. How does that work? No, that would be the sister of the mother. I um, well, so that would that would be your wife's aunt. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. So needless to say, not only was I completely in love with this game, but it extended outwards. I just kind of rediscovered my love for, for Final Fantasy VII in general. So you, you, you still like the original, I'm assuming. Oh, <laughs> um, I still very much enjoy It is funny, though, because the original, there are some things where it actually made me like the original a lot more in certain aspects, because Ooh. some of the moments uh, I'm sure we'll be discussing in, you know, a little bit later, we're like, oh, oh, my God, this is so cool. This is so clever. I really like the vibe and the, you know, the interactions between these characters and all of that stuff is absolutely almost word for word in some cases pulled directly from original final fantasy 7 so in a weird way it really kind of uh it made me appreciate the storytelling a lot more in original final fantasy 7 now again there's a lot of things you could talk about uh concerning story with final fantasy 7 both remake and original but uh you know the good moments were extremely extremely good and you know fun to find all right, um, Chris. How about you? You're the dirtiest boy at this point. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Um, you're talking to me, right, not Christian. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh I'm probably just going to keep oh calling boy. Christian Rain. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's okay, totally fine. That's totally fine. I don't want to get confused. Um, well, I'll tell you what. I, you know, I told you guys off the podcast, and I don't think I actually explained this on the previous podcast or on this one. What happened to me? when I was playing this game towards the end, um, I basically ran into what would be, I guess, a soft lock in the game. Uh, there was a glitch or a bug where I was stuck in Punisher mode while fighting Sethroth at the end of the game. And I couldn't do anything for about five to 10 minutes. So I just was like, okay, I'm, I'm, this fight is glitched. I can't do anything. I got to turn it off, turn it back on. And it took me all the way back to the to the beginning of the Whispers fight. Even after all of that, even after being really upset and angry, I still think this is a marry. Mm. Because I felt like, A, I don't think this happened to many people. You know, I'm one of the lucky few where this probably happened. I didn't really look into it that much, this, this bug. Um, but even considering that, and considering how I like Final Fantasy 7, the original, and I don't really love it. I like it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I still think this is such a polished game. If you take out everything that has to do 
with Final Fantasy VII in this game, you know, the plot and the references. And you just look at the game itself, like the skeletal structure of it. It's fucking a gorgeous, beautifully made game. And uh, I, I enjoyed my time with it enough to not care about a bug that happened. I mean, I was upset at the time, but it didn't affect the way oh, I you were upset at the time. I, of course <laughs> I was upset. I mean, who wouldn't be? But like, it didn't, I, I'm not one of those people that will tear down the quality of a 40 hour game based on a, f- a problem that happened at the last 15 minutes. Right. I, mean, I don't think that's fair. Um, and also because I didn't deal with any other bugs throughout, throughout the game, really. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had a pretty great experience. So yeah, it's definitely a marry for me, which is explaining all of that. You know, it's interesting, you know, there's a lot, it, it, it's, it's, it's a testament to the quality of the game that I, that I gave it a marry. Absolutely. Um, how about you, Rain? Um, I don't know where to scale you on our clean to dirty scale that I've whipped up, so I'm going to put you uh, in the middle. I'm lightly soiled, yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm I'm an uh, an unabashed Final Fantasy VII fanboy. Uh, and I think uh, it, when the Final Fantasy VII is the reason that my family bought a PlayStation One. Uh, when we saw the commercial at Christmas with Santa, like casting Titan as a summon, uh, and like mashing furiously on the PlayStation One controller, and then he drank a Coke or some shit. Um, we we <laughs> I do not remember this commercial. I remember yeah, it vividly because it was the <laughs> triggering point of like, all right, let's let's sell our shitty N sixty four. Nobody needs that, and yeah, that buy a PlayStation One. This, this this garbage gray block. We don't need this. I want the I want the square. Is what we said. Uh, and we saved up for it for like months. Me and Stin, and uh, I think it was actually just me and Stin. I don't think anyone else helped. And uh, and we eventually bought the Final Fantasy VII and a PlayStation One, and a memory card, obviously. And it was the first experience that we had that was that large, right? So, and we had an SNES. We played Chrono Trigger. We played Earthbound. We played all those great, you know, uh, RPGs. But Final Fantasy VII felt so big, and so there was like, so much to it, and it was so alive. With this blocky pixels in nineteen ninety whatever nineteen ninety nine, uh, uh, yeah, I think ninety seven was the uh, I could double check, but I, some late nineties for sure. Which one? It, it, the yeah, yeah. seven, the, the original seven. Yeah, seven was seven, ninety seven. And in that, uh, I, I've carried that love of this game to now. Right, there, there's never been a point where I, where I looked back at it with my my new uh, my new fancy game designer eyes and like, oh, it was actually wasn't that good. It, it was always been really really great so this game mm-hmm. coming into it I, I knew i was going to be a mary i was a married at first sight i was uh there was no way i was on that shitty television show and final fantasy 7 came out of the, the house and i was like oh there it is all right we're good uh the remake that is so immediately on playing it uh the very first time i loaded it up i did not play the demo i didn't look at any of the trailers i haven't looked at uh any of the media and I'm playing it. I lost myself back into that 1997 version of me. Uh, and I feel like the game, there are parts of this game that I would kill. <laughs> yeah. There, there are fair. firm That's sections of the fair. game that I would just completely murder. But uh, on the whole, it was it was a merry from minute one till the end of the game for me. All right. All right. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to also add to the the uh, the shotgun weddings here. But uh, yeah, marriage for me. Um I was definitely um, also kind of in Chris's boat where Final Fantasy VII is a game that I, I liked, but I never really had the, the, the full-on 
And I, I've said this on multiple podcasts. I've never had the full on JRPG love that uh, other people have. Uh, Devin has bashed me multiple times for not hey, playing Chrono Trigger. I'm on that boat too, man. You gotta hey. play Chrono Trigger. I yeah, know, you guys are I know. freaks. <laughs> um, but uh, Final Fantasy VII is a game I played, and, and the last time I played it, uh, I, I never finished it. Uh, so like, I know, I know the beats. I know where the beats go. Uh, but this this game for like even like even starting this up it like it got me weirdly nostalgic too and it, it, that's a testament to just like so many things that the game does right where it's like the the music I mean the music we'll talk about that as its own thing but uh, it just it just it hits all the right things that that Final Fantasy feels to people uh, but then uh, and we're gonna talk about this on stories like it goes beyond what final fantasy seven was. So like I found myself, especially um, very early on uh, just catching myself smiling while playing it. And that's a weird thing to like, kind of notice yourself doing where I'm like, Holy shit. Like I'm loving this. Like uh, the part where um, avalanche hang glides and they're all, they're all celebrating and having a good time. Like, that's all fucking like new shit pretty much. Um, and I'm just like fucking like ear to ear grinning. And I, I don't know if like the old school fans like felt the same way during that, but it, I don't know. It just has like this en- energy and like spirit that like every time I would get to a section that was like, all right, here's an open section. You can do a bunch of side quests. I did every side quest. Like there was no part of me where yeah. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to plug away at this. It was like, oh, fuck. Okay. You're going to open up your world to me and I can find more ways to like squeeze out character out of these lovable beings you've let me uh, put in my party. Let's do this. So marriage, marriage, marriage for this. Nice. You know, I, I, you, you bring, a lot of people are bringing up like kind of like nostalgia and, and feeling uh, a certain way. And, uh, and don't get me wrong. I think that's there. Yeah. But I, I think the overriding feeling I got in while playing this is bittersweet. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's there, kind of, that too. it's a it's a heartbreaking game. Like, especially when you the fun the weird thing is it's like it plays with its food where it like it knows where it's like you know you know where the beats are coming. Yeah, but the thing is, and this is this is where we're gonna get on the fucking next level spoiler train for this game is it it is literally rewriting itself to play against expectations it, it's 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 gone it's gone beyond the remake where it's like all right we're just gonna make you feel like you did when you were playing this as a kid and like just update the graphics and update like the stories and stuff like that it's like no we're gonna fucking we're gonna fucking play against what you know and the things you do know we're gonna like kind of just fucking like pull at you because it's like the entire time you're like oh i fucking know where this is going with this character and and, yes. and it's so bittersweet like you said i love that uh yeah I, I mean you did mention uh and, and actually I, i'll just say one uh one quick thing you know rain talks about his his lovely story about oh when when i saw the big tr- uh the commercial we saved up me and my brother saved up i I don't think you could actually blame me if I had very negative uh, connotations with Final Fantasy VII when I think about it historically. Because when 
my brother found out Final Fantasy VII came out. He was so excited. He dragged me by my hair up and down the living room, I think, three <laughs> to four times. Uh, I love this fucking so story. So it was just pure abuse. Uh, my brother was the type of... He was the guy who would call them... He would call GameStop every single day, or like Tronics Boutique, whatever oh it was. God. But he would call them every single day. And then one, one day, they were like yeah dude it's finally in and he just was so excited uh i i was assaulted and abused and uh, i still love the game is <laughs> is he your sephiroth uh, a little bit maybe um but <laughs> to that point uh let me yeah, you said because he would carry around a big ass katana be all like weave and shit yeah he did well you know he did he did walk around in that really oversized tekken 3 shirt so uh, yeah that he, he got i mean we all up. did we yeah. all did yeah, I, um, too. I will say though uh you mentioned kind of um final fantasy 7 you had a lot of nostalgic feeling uh i think chris you as well uh, even though there wasn't even though there maybe wasn't such a strong connection but what i like about this game what I find so clever is that it weaponizes that nostalgia and then just kind of goes into its own direction. There's so much of this game, you know, for better or worse, that I think really does hang on the fact that you did play this game in the past. You do know a lot of the beats. Uh, and, you know, much like how I think what made the Resident Evil 1 remake so successful, uh, it plays with those expectations, you know. Oh, you think the dogs are going to jump out of this window here, but no, no, no. We're going to do something just a little bit different. Uh, I think Final Fantasy VII maybe takes the idea and runs with it to uh, the, the sun and back, but uh, I find that one of the most clever, one of the most impressive, you know, concepts of, you know, the game itself. Absolutely. I get, I get like a almost when I was playing it. And correct me if anybody else has a different feeling, but there's like a, a Sisyphean quality to it, in a way. Where like I don't know, maybe maybe I'm digging a little too far into. Are you talking I'm about with certain characters or just in general? Well, with Cloud and like the the mission itself, like saving the planet in the in the context of the remake, it seems like they're fighting an almost insurmountable odds to do it. And I mean that. I feel like that was present in the in the original, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. I figured that that would be. I felt like that. It's a little bit bigger now. It feels like they're instead of fighting Shinra and Sephiroth, they're also kind of fighting Destiny. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, they're absolutely one hundred percent. I mean, sure. they are True, uh, yeah. <laughs> literally. Um. Uh. Absolutely. Like. See um, that to me makes it kind of sad. Because, yeah. Like, that trope in any other media is usually like that main character is going to end tragically. They're fighting against the, the insurmountable odds that are destinies. Like there's not really going to be a chance for them to succeed, but they beat it. They did. They killed killed destiny. Yeah. That's the big, that's the big, that's the big whisper at the end. Okay. The, that's uh, the crossroad of destiny the harbinger of destiny or, or whatever yeah the big kingdom you, you kill you kill that uh, so yeah let, um so we'll probably be all over the place with how to talk about this game because well, there's a I'll, lot going on i think you can separate this game into three distinct sections right and, and i've thought mm-hmm. about this a little bit i think that it, you can call the first part like midgar plus avalanche right and yeah. that's all the bombing runs up to Avalanche, up to the point where you get to part two, which is Cloud and Aeris, Aerith. And then, like, that goes up to Wall Market, right? And mm-hmm. then, after Wall Market, 
that's when the game gets weird. <laughs> Not weirder than weirder than you'd expect. Weirder than the original. And that's what well, like part three is what I call like the even in the weird. beginning, it's kind of weird. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, I was playing early there's, on, there's, and there's I, I of the weirdness in the beginning. Yeah, I was talking to Chris, and I was like, I think, I think, death. Like I was like, I think there's ghosts that are trying to set things to be the original game. Yeah. And Chris was like, you're okay. I'm interested. (laughs) (laughs) That really was a big selling point for me. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Like I was going to play this game, but the second, like I heard like a rumbling of that, I was like, what? Okay. In the, in the, in the first part of the game, right. I, I felt, Coming into a, again completely blind because I, I tried my I didn't get the game for like a week after everyone else got it so I was trying extremely hard not to get any information on this game mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I feel like it was just like okay I get it right they need this game to be a little bit bigger they're fleshing out Midgar uh, there there's a lot of side stories a lot of side characters that are only in like books that came out after the game <laughs> came out mm-hmm. uh, whatever like cool Jesse's backstory is amazing and Biggs is a big is a more character and Wedge is still useless and Jesse is my favorite thing ever. And, but Ever. Talk about tragic, man. <laughs> and the the ghosties were there, and I was like, "Well, that's that's okay, sure. Maybe they're like whispers of the planet, and yeah, you know, they they talked about that a bunch in the first game, so sure, right?" I mean, we're playing a JRPG, so it could have been anything, right? Yeah, I, then, I mean, for a second, I did think I was like, "Were the ghost in the original?" You know, it would kind of I I was like, "What?" But yeah. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. Because I, I felt the same thing. I wasn't really sure if I was like, are, are they taking like whispers of the planet very literally? Can Barrett see this? Right? Like uh, when we get Red 13, is it going to be all about this kind of shit? And then I feel like right when you hit Aerith is when they start to like really heavily lean into that. There's a lot of Wu-Tai, a lot of claims about Wu-Tai in the first part of the game. Yeah. 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 And Barrett, like, Barrett comes out and says, oh, like we're not connected to Wu-Tai. Like why does everybody keep saying that? Like Right, and has an optional section in the first game. You can miss Yuffie entirely. Um, so I was like, oh, that's that's interesting to take that in a weird way. And then Aerith talks about Zach. Like, in the right mm. when you meet her. Right, uh, like an hour after you meet her, she's like, oh, my boyfriend's Zach. And uh, they do the thing where they cut away and Cloud has a uh, memory coma. But that they don't talk about Zach at all in the original until like deep disc three. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't That's even actually, notice. I, I was like, never a huge fan of the story because of that, because I felt like Zach was such an important part of the story and to only bring him into the story towards the end. It felt like I don't know, tacked on. That was my biggest complaint with final fantasy seven, the original. Yeah. Like, like it's definitely like, um, well, that that's the moment we'll where the game, that, where the where the story just kind of that is truly to me, I think, where the story, the original Final Fantasy VII story, just makes the leap, right? And for good or ill, that is the leap. Where you're like, well, what? what? <laughs> and then you kind of, you know, then you're either on board or you're not really on board. And I'll tell you right now, even after playing it, playing the original, very very fresh, I was still. <laughs> struggling a little bit just to kind of keep all keep everything in order in my in my own head yeah and again with that right the you i sort of could hand wave or logic or like oh they 2020 eyesed it in with a lot of the story up to that point in the remake compared to the original but when they started going like here's a flashback with zach in it i was like oh no no this is (laughs) 
this is not this is not my my beautiful Final Fantasy. <laughs> this is something completely new. And I, I started to get super duper into it as opposed to just like this is a fun nostalgia piece of uh, remake of the game that I really like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. none of us know whose Final Fantasy that fucking is because that's a fucking <laughs> that is 100 percent a different version of oh, what's the dog's name? Red 13? Uh, Red 13. No, 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 no. The, 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 oh. the Shinra dog logo. Scrap or spot or... Stamp. Stamp. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A diff- that's a different stamp. Like, that is not either universe's stamp. Mm. There's... Ugh, that fucking ending is so wild. Yeah, so, like, th- this is... I need a little clarification. Because yeah. I, I know, you know, in the original, the little bit of knowledge that I have about Cloud and his character and his relation to Zack was that I correct me if I'm wrong he was suffering from memory loss I don't know exactly why cloud was and his memories of his life were crossing over with Zach's it's so I'm going to, I'm going to go, <laughs> yeah ish. I'm, I'm gonna try to go off of memory here I played Final Fantasy 7 the original maybe a year ago okay. um, the and Devin correct me if I'm wrong because I know this is very fresh for you yeah cleanest boy or uh, dirtiest boy <laughs> the cleanest and the dirtiest coming together. Uh, so Zach Cloud was a a soldier, which means that he had you know, Mako energy infused in him. But he was sort of. Uh, I'm sorry, what kind of energy? Uh, sorry, Mako 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 energy, baby. Uh, so Cloud has Mako energy, and oh, he was, uh, love that. He was a reject in comparison to all the other soldier clones of Genova, which is what Sephiroth mm-hmm. was also. So all soldiers are clones of both Sephiroth and Genova, right? And in that, Zack was in Soldier, while Cloud was just like uh, Shinra rank three, like the blue suit helmet guy. Mm-hmm. And they all went on that mission to Nibelheim together. Uh, hit Zack, Sephiroth, Cloud, and Tifa. Remember that uh, distinctly. And they, uh, in the process of happening, that all that happening with Cloud's story, everything that Cloud did in his version of the story was actually Zack. Uh, and then when Zack died because Sephiroth killed the shit out of him, <laughs> he took up the sword and took all of Zack's memories because he imprinted them. Because Cloud was barely a person, right? He was a kid, and then when he got the the Macklemore energy infused in him, he became this weird like hybrid Cloud Sephiroth clone not so much cloud anymore. And he stole all of Zach's memories because that made more sense to his brain than I was a kid and I got experimented on did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. and crisis core like blows us all open. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> so you <laughs> are a completely different story, but <laughs> yeah. So you are mostly correct. Um, so there is a moment in Final Fantasy seven original where basically Sephiroth blows it wide open. Right. And it goes, you know, dude, you're not even, a person like you were just a clone of me right and then you realize that cloud's memories aren't his own they're actually this guy Zax, and cloud has a literal literal mental break he's in a wheelchair can't talk can't react to anybody he's just like completely useless there's a total mental breakdown wait this happens in the game yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't he's, remember any of this it, it, yeah. most people don't most people remember midgar and how cool it was and then and then you fight Sephiroth at the end. Yeah. Then you fight <laughs> Sephiroth. Fight Sephiroth. <laughs> so, so, uh, and, and this is some moments where I was like, I'm very curious how they're going to rework some of this stuff because I think a lot of it does need reworking, both just on a narrative standpoint and just because this is clearly the direction we are going. But, uh, so Tifa later on in the game, 
basically dives into Cloud's memories because, again, Cloud, in his mindset, goes, "I'm not even a person. I'm a, I'm a, I'm just a clone." So Tifa uh, incepts Cloud. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, essentially. And then we find out the reality is that because Cloud, like, all my memories are fake. I'm, I'm a nothing. And then she goes, "Well, how could we remember some of these?" You know, how could we both remember have these same memories if you weren't existing at all? And the reality was that, yeah, Cloud was a weirdo kid that, you know, was friendly. Like the kids knew, but he was kind of an outcast of the town. And then he goes, I'm going to go ahead and join Soldier. The thing is, is he never actually joined Soldier. He never makes the rank of Soldier 3, 1, first class, none of that. He's just he is, as Rain mentioned, just a, a cruddy grunt with with the little three eyed helmet. To the point where he's so embarrassed that he doesn't take his helmet off when he goes back to the town. And then because he doesn't want everybody to know, especially Tifa, that he's just like a complete rejection. He never made failure. it. He never made it. And then, you know, of course, Japanese RPG stuff happens. And then and then he does get the wacky ass experiment uh, that's, you know, and again, Crisis Core expands on this to a to a very, very high extent. Uh, but then, you know, Zach breaks out of the, the Mako experimentation lab, drags uh, basically a, a, a still, I don't need gestating cloud. Because at that point he comes out and he has such oversaturation of Mako poisoning that he can't even function. And he's like that where I, I feel like the timeline jumps around. So I've read sometimes it was a few days. I read that he was in that state for a year. Uh, I think. Uh, Crisis Core blows that out a little bit, but then, as you know, we all kind of remember, uh, Zach goes out, fights Shinra, dies. That is kind of when Cloud comes to, and then mm. at that point, kind of just takes on. Oh, I'm just going to be a mercenary, and I'm going to go to the Midgard. But now, Devin. what is fascinating to me is that okay. Tifa goes along with all of this story because there's a moment where Cloud breaks down what happens right in in Nibelheim, and, Cla- uh-huh. and Tifa says nothing. And she knows that none of this is true. And it blows my mind. And it really knocks Tifa down on the scale of <laughs> of, of Bay status. I'm like, All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull us out of Final yeah, Fantasy VII, back, the original. Pull it back. But that is just trying, what I wanted to say. Trying to get us into remake. Instead Tifa of instead of uh, running Tifa running Tifa's the mud. She she's a dirty liar. So yeah, in Final, F- in like Final Fantasy VII remake, uh everything you said is bound to be happening and then the whispers get distracted by what's happening in remake that this zach survives like the whispers don't set it to be the originals zach and he survives this with cloud yeah i mean the whispers let's be honest the whispers are frankly gamergate right if the whispers are the hardcore fans that don't want anything to happen or change oh, their beautiful little baby uh, the whispers are the ones that beat Final Fantasy VII Remake and threw a goddamn shit fit. That explains why why Biggs and Wedge are fine, but Jesse dies, huh? Hey, well, now hold on. Now hold on. If you look on the table next to the healing Biggs, you will see Jesse Raspberry's gloves and headband. I saw them. I saw yeah. them, and I want that raspberry in my life. If she's not in the next game, oh boy, I want that raspberry so bad, there, man. But, her character. I mean, and again, her character was a delight. But yeah. you have to think: is that a different? Is that the Zach timeline? Is that we don't know? Yeah, we don't and know. That's crazy. That's the crazy thing about yeah. this. So, so uh, we have. So, 
you know, through 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 the ending, it looks like yeah. we have two timelines that are running. We might have three. We might have three. So I, I, I could see two. Where, where does this third come from? Okay, so the first one is what happens in Final Fantasy VII. Right. The second one is what happens in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Correct. And the third one is this weird Zack timeline. The Zack oh, never that's dies That's not timeline. connected to the Remake's timeline, you think? No. So I think at the end of the game, a third timeline is made. And I know that sounds very convoluted when I say it. Yeah, like we are we are working with either two or, I, or three timelines. Yeah, don't I think know that's if the Zach timeline merged or if it's the unhinged a, a split off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is, is let's talk about Sephiroth for a second. This is the Sephiroth that we've been fighting in every game. This is post Advent Children Sephiroth. That's like the, that's the strong theory. Yeah, he's yeah he's going out of his way to try and stop you from doing all the right things in Final Fantasy VII Remake. He's he's trying to make it so he can win in this universe. And that's... Holy shit. Like, yeah. uh, I, was, I was hearing people time shit, and they were like, the second he times his first meetup with you when you go through, like, the flames after uh, the first Mako reactor, and he's doing that when you're supposed to be meeting Aerith. Like, it's... Ew. It's... It's crazy because it's like the whispers of the fan base. And also, that's such a fucking creative thing that the, probably why I also wanted to bring you in on this reign where it's like being able to kill your 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 fans' wants and desires. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just such like a fun thing for like a creative like person too, like a developer where it's like the you've you've turned you've turned these fucking uh childish once into an enemy in your game almost um no no uh, not childish but what was the ending of the original final fantasy 7 was it the 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 world ended or the meteor struck the planet you stop meteor you do stop meteor okay stop meteor with the power of uh you you literally fly into the life stream and you stop meteor with the power of holy which is the spell that Aerith was trying to cast before she died i got stabbed by sephiroth um and then then the world starts to heal itself which is why you see that like mossy version of midgar gotcha uh after everything is rolled over but then advent children sort of threw a wrench in that cloud didn't <laughs> sacrifice himself so no no the, cloud yeah cloud cloud doesn't die he does not die and and when seven first came out um the big theory was like everyone dies except red 13 well because there is a it's a it, it's like 500 years in the future and then right. you see Red Thirteen with his little red, little baby Red Thirteens, and it's you oversee a completely wild, overgrown Midgar, right? And then Advent Children sort of gave like a, a real epilogue to the story of like, no, everyone's alive except for Eris, and uh, Sephiroth's three buddies come back, and they're all clones of him, and you kick their ass too, uh, and then now for realsies, for real now for real, Sephiroth's gone. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I think. To lend a little bit of uh, credence to Steve's theory when he was playing very early, you said that you think Tifa is going to die instead of Aerith. Yeah, this was this was a pre me even playing thing. But yeah, this um, was just a cute little thing that we said. Oh, Steve, they wouldn't do. I don't even know anymore now, just because like, I'll tell you what. So I thought my theory was coming true when they killed Barrett in the game. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, oh, that makes so much more sense. Well, not more sense, but like then my Tifa theory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Because it's like you just you just killed like by the way that, somebody that, broke, that broke my heart immediately. Oh my god! Well, when, he, when, he, when he like almost dies. Yes. Or, I, I have was, no idea. I mean, at everything point, with him and Marlene. Well, you see, yeah. the cool oh thing is, and and this is what Christian was saying, what Rain was saying. Um, like, there's a point in the in 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 the remake where everything gets weird, and the great thing about that is when things get weird expectations go out the window yep mm-hmm. so yep. when when i see barrett get stabbed through the heart during that period i'm like oh shit anything can happen barrett could die right now yeah and, and, right. Really sad. and oh, that's why i love this game because anything yeah. could happen right now yep and yeah well i just well, let me touch on this real quick so what i love what i absolutely love about the whispers now which is a weird thing because most people will say i don't love the whispers i might even understand what the whispers were trying to do and what their the reason for there but maybe they could did what i so much love about the whispers is that the whispers do exactly that chris they say you know by the end of the game you were like the everything's up in the air everything's open you know we we are completely without a parachute you know but what i love is with these sections when the whispers start showing up and they become more and more of a factor when they literally save barry yeah when they literally become plot armor right that's why i love they they they're a physical manifestation of plot armor the 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 car almost explodes nope we just have a bunch of whispers and to the point where i'm like what the what is this like is this just and, you know, and obviously at that point, you're like, OK, this is clearly they're trying to maintain a specific timelines. But like, OK, now they're just saving everybody from very specific explosions like, OK, game. And then you show up and then you fight the Harbingers, Arbiters of Fate or, or whatever they may be. And then, yeah, exactly that. You are fighting fate itself in a big, completely goofy ass anime Nomura style battle. And then once you do that, though, it's like. Listen, it's not now. As for me, maybe somebody moving forward, I am not expecting the whispers to show up in, in really any, maybe some sort of format. But like, I'm not expecting the whispers to be showing up again later on in this series. Do you really think they're going to just drop that completely? I, th- I, mean, I, I, I think, I think, you, it, I think right? that's the the final boss in this game is, is you de- you defeat expectation. Right. You you've you've unshackled the the creators of this game now to take Final Fantasy uh and 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 Final Fantasy 7 and take it anywhere they want. Like what I don't want to see in like the the subsequent games is I don't want to see myself doing like a Fort Condor fucking side quest and then having whispers be like no you can't not yet. Like at this point like no dude the whispers are are <laughs> remake one only it's Midgar only stuff. Will they show up in some form? Probably, yes. But, like, I just... Because at that point, near the end, they became almost excessively obtrusive. Like, oh, which, of course. Which made sense, given the, the plot. But, again, I think that works in this game. And I really don't think I'd like to see that moving forward, right? You know, I mean, I still, I still don't think... Surrounding an entire tower in front of everybody. No, 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 yeah. no. no. I, I don't think it's going to be as blatant as it was in the remake, the things that they do. But mm-hmm. I still think they're going to exist in some way, shape, or form. Because, like... I, yeah, I, I think I, at I, some point, but I, yeah. It's not going to be like, oh, we're going to cover the entirety of the Shinra Tower to get to, to fix this timeline. Dude, and, we, we don't care about so how blatant we are. We're just going to do it because we have to. I think it's going to be more subtle. Like, they learned from this. 
I think they're going to be the villain throughout the series. I don't know, because I think this game was... So I think Sephiroth wins at the end of this game. Yeah, and yeah, I agree with that. Because he, he's, he opens that portal for you, and he's like, well, his intentions are he wants you to kill Destiny because he can't, he can't win if Destiny still exists. And you go in... And you're fighting, you're fighting literal shades of your Final Fantasy VII original characters. Like or each one of those whispers. I mean, that's the thing you don't know. There's also but they theory. all have they all have those fight styles where it's like the one is very much a, a, a swordsman, the other one's oh, very yeah. much a magic user, the other one's very much a, a fist fighter. Uh, have you guys heard the other theory? I've heard the theory that those three are the three from Advent Children. Yeah, they're they're the remnants of Sephiroth from Advent Children. There's Kadaj, Laz, oh. and and they're. I'll say this: you almost hear that, and you're like, "Oh, come on!" Uh, especially because the game goes out of its way to be like, "Oh, it's kind of like us," but there's a lot of evidence that implies that it's it's actually that. Which again, to me, furthers the the uh, connection between this and even Advent Children because. It kind of tells us that, and I don't know if this is a, a bigger statement than it is, but it kind of tells mm-hmm. us that like original Final Fantasy VII and Advent Children is like almost the bad ending, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like Midgar is still destroyed. Uh, there's still people that are just living in really poor, uh, you know, poor quality of life, and you know we have to, and also you know, uh, beautiful baby that she is, Aerith is is dead. Right, and Sephiroth is basically fucking Freddy Krueger. If you if you remember him, he can potentially come back, right? Uh, and then the last thing he says in Advent Children, when you defeat him, and he shows up again, just from pure anime bullshit, right? But when he shows up and is defeated, his last line is, "I will never be a memory, or I refuse to be a memory, or something, just a memory." That's what Freddy uh, said, and that so a lot of people do think. <laughs> <laughs> you are all my children now. I never be. <laughs> um, but the idea is that that Sephiroth that we are seeing is—it's not just a regional farm. It is Advent Children Sephiroth trying to figure out a way where he just does not die. Because there are also moments where, and again, localization—it could be a million things. But in, in the first interaction, real uh, one of the first real interactions between Sephiroth and Cloud in the remake is. He goes, I killed you. And he goes, you sure did. Uh, whereas reflect that or compare that to the original. And Sephiroth is like, who are you? Sephiroth doesn't even know who Cloud is. Right. Uh, which Completely is, irrelevant to him. Yeah. He's like, I, I, don't even, I don't even think I've ever met you before. Because also, uh, Sephiroth's not really several these clones and so Genova and we're not getting into that shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but he, he is ve- this Sephiroth that we see remake is very, very familiar with Cloud as he is today. Um, which ugh, ugh. I don't really get brain goosebumps thinking about that stuff. I want to bring that back though because in the original Final Fantasy, Sephiroth very much has the same thread of I cannot be this, I will change destiny, I am something different. Right? Yeah. His entire when Sephiroth goes to Shinra Mansion in the basement and he reads all the books from Doctor Whoever. Uh, oh, Joe, he, how dare you! Oh, no, no uh, oh, Joe, yeah. uh, Doctor, you're like yes, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So he reads all the books from Doctor Gast. He realizes that Sephiroth is just a clone of Genova uh, because everyone is a clone of Genova because Genova was an alien that crashed into the world and they cloned them to make soldiers. And Sephiroth at that point loses his shit. 
right? Because he wants yeah. to have his own identity and his own life and his own future and his own past. And when he realizes he does not, and it has been taken from him, he's like, "Well, no, nobody gets it then. I'm going to go to uh, I'm going to go to paradise, uh, the promised land, and reclaim what is rightfully mine because I'm I'm an ancient because Genova was an ancient, and fuck everybody. This world needs to go and uh, and see you later." He throws uh, gravity material cloud and flies away, right? And in that, I think that the thread of I'm taking back my own destiny makes Sephiroth the main character of this remake and not Ooh. the party. Oh. And not the not Eris, not Cloud, not Tifa, not Avalanche. Are you right? this is like an Infinity War Thanos type of thing? Yes, I am. I think that okay. this is this is Sephiroth trying to make breakfast and Thor comes and decapitates him, right? <laughs> <laughs> And I think that this is Sephiroth's story because I think that the, the original Final Fantasy was largely Sephiroth's story as well, and that Cloud is an extension of him. That's uh, very true. And and I think that this is Sephiroth saying like, well, my destiny still hasn't worked out because of the way that Final Fantasy VII original rolled out. And my destiny didn't work out with Advent Children, and my destiny did not work out in Kingdom Hearts, and my destiny was total shit in Ergies. So here I am in Final Fantasy VII remake, and I'm was taking he it in back. Was he Cerberus? He was uh, not. I, so. I don't remember. <laughs> That's what we, we put that on a stream one we day. Don't, we don't discuss so. dirge. Yeah. <laughs> your mind, Rain, in the way, you know, I'm oversimplifying this, of course. But sure, like, sure, sure. It seems like in every aspect, Sephiroth in every game is having an existential crisis. Yes. And this is the culmination of all of that crisis. And he's trying to now make everything peaceful for himself. He's, he's still trying to complete his original mission of I get to control what happens to me. Mm. Uh, and yes, he's having a crisis on infinite existences in that. <laughs> uh, because I don't think the whispers are the villain. They help Eris. She was going to fall mm. off of the thing, the banister in the in the, the church. By the way, they call her. Moment I, where don't else I, I, don't think, I don't think of the whispers as I, 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 when I said villain, I guess I was wrong. I think of them as neutral. In a yes, way. yes. They so, hinder, they help. Yeah, they, they don't. They are, they are there to set the story the way it was. Exactly. If Ares fell out of Ares fell out of a car, that would be a weird cutscene in the PlayStation original. <laughs> oh, she, she just and she's all horribly mangled. What if? Yeah. What if yeah. in remake that happened, and then you went back, Devin, and played it, and that's how it happened? Oh. What if it was? I don't know. Fucking roll, Ares. <laughs> Come on. But, but yeah let's get back to what what uh what uh, christian was saying um that yeah that makes so much sense with with sephiroth being um yeah like this is fair. this is his this is his story this is his this is his last shot yeah. opportunity knocks well, that's that's my, my getting all that my current running theory is that this is Sephiroth's last last grasp at changing what his destiny is supposed to be. And so Cloud and the party are getting in the way once again. It's his <laughs> yeah. last big heist before <laughs> all this quits. <laughs> oh, so, you got me! So let me ask you this. I mean, yeah, because and almost at this point, like, Sephiroth is so... Because, again, in original game, we don't really see Sephiroth for a little bit longer, you know? I don't... We hear of him and see certain things, but we don't really see Sephiroth until much... Not much later, but later on uh in the game now at this point they just want 
I mean, Sephiroth is is a is a walking, talking meme at this point. Like, if yeah. Sephiroth wasn't in this game, which is fan complaints, I just I hear all the time. It just frustrates me. But let me ask you this, because this is something I still haven't been able to come to terms with one way or the other. Now, Aerith and Sephiroth are both. Oh, actually, we didn't really even dig into this. Aerith is is showing much of the same. I know a lot more than I'm letting on than uh, as Sephiroth is in this game, right? Uh, it, it feels like at a point, goal. She, yeah, it feels like at a point she gets this information like injected in her because she's very <laughs> much a different character. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, the wording, but she feels like a different character from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. Don't you think, though, that's just the facade falling down? Like, I, knew all I, this yeah, that's how I view it. I, I view it as the facade. And now because... she's like, I don't have to lie to you guys anymore. Like, you're seeing it for real. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, it's not until, like, she whispers into Marlene, uh, Marlene's ear where well, I was it, like, oh, she's fucking. This yeah. is. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, uh, I, I just I love that moment. You know, the, I, I, there might be moments like, oh, man, I really got to walk around this burning ass town. Like, let me get back to the cool tower. But still that makes it worth it right that moment yeah. where you see marlene and her and then you're like all right something's definitely like this is she knows way more than she is she's letting on here but i, I guess just back to my my point though here, what makes that set- the, the ultimate manipulator in this whole story yeah i look at it because her and sephiroth seemingly have the same goal but different methods, right? It's almost yeah. like the <laughs> the lost theory, right? It's, it's the John Locke versus Jack theory. Of, sort of. What yeah, I think the these island. are two yeah. higher functioning beings that are kind of playing a very elaborate game of chess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like maybe not to the point where Aerith almost comes across as antagonistic or, or no. evil. But mm. yeah, there is something there and i guess to me i i struggle to figure out what and maybe that's by design right maybe they don't know or they're certainly not telling us i just didn't know if i missed anything i mean rain or anybody else do you have do you have any thoughts on like Aerith's like place in the story or like what her you know what could be going on there uh yeah i i do think that you're right you know i think that Aerith, as much as in the original game her plan was to cast holy and heal the world Um, and everyone at every single step of the way was like, that's a bad idea. And if you do this by yourself, you're, you are going to die. And she was like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Guys, it's fine. And then she dies. (laughs) 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 But I think if, if we're, if I'm running with the theory that this is Sephiroth, that the game is Sephiroth fighting against his destiny. And the original game was partially that as well. If that's the theory that I'm running with, which I am, then Aerith knew that she had to do that and had to die for the original game's events to play out. Yeah. Like yeah, that's it, it was it was the one timeline that Stephen Strange saw where they got to beat Thanos. Exactly. That's the way I kind of thought of her death in the in the original. Most certainly. And and in that um I believe this to be the same thing. I think that Aerith understands all the steps that need to happen for everything to go well because of the whispers of the planet. Uh and Cloud and Tifa and Barrett and everyone else, everyone who's not Sephiroth is just a willing actor in the game that the ancients are playing. So then why is she also down with changing destiny then? Is because she feels like Sephiroth is going to change destiny anyway. And she's like, well, if he's going to do this, I need to be a part of it to still try to get things back on board. 
Yeah, I think I think that's the case. I think she's still trying to make the timeline what it's supposed to be. Big air quotes on supposed to be. Oh, Plus, man. also, you know, if she follows what happened last time, she dies. Yeah, yep. and and I know yeah, she's supposed to die. Like we were view, saying, I don't also, view Aerith as like a I don't want to die, so I want to change. Like I don't. No, view no, her. but but we were yeah. saying before that Advent Children. If we if we continue the timeline, we get to Advent ah, Children, which is yes. the bad timeline. Yeah. She needs to stay alive in order to really heal the world. Is what oh. you're, is what and you're just it, it works on that narrative level. It works in, uh, I don't want to say gameplay level, but you know, when we get to part two, part three, whatever this is, a lot of people are waiting for it. And now I don't know if it's even going to happen, which I, is fucking the chef's kiss of how to, you know, subvert expectations. You know, uh, I love it so, so much. I got I got one more point that I want to try to make, and then I promise we'll jump off of this. Um, and that's, I think, in the original game and now carrying into this game, one of the major themes of the game was futility. Yeah, mm-hmm. In that there's absolutely nothing that anyone can actually do, but everyone's trying their best to do it anyway. And this is this is from the Mako reactors exploding to Bugenhagen's entire philosophy on life um, to uh, the end of the game. I think that it went to shooting weapon in the face with a big gun and oh. having it just look at them afterwards, right? I think the whole game is about the futility of actions of the humans because there's really nothing you can do, uh, but doing it anyway because it's the right thing to do. That's like Barrett's philosophy. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to try to heal the planet. And I think that this is, this is sort of wrapped up in my favorite, my absolute favorite line of the original game uh, that in, in one of the major reasons I think this game is a fucking masterpiece still from 1997 is that Tifa and Cloud when Cloud gets his memories back and Tifa says, can we just spend one night together being normal? Has a line that is along the lines of, do you think the stars can see us? Do they know how hard we're fighting? Mm. And that line still, it gives me shivers. I am currently shivering in my 84 degree apartment because <laughs> it, it, that, that line alone is, is the entirety of that game to me. It's, there's nothing we can actually do. The meteor is going to hit the world, but let's try anyway because fuck them. Yeah. Hell yes. See, I just yeah. viewed it as when they just had dirty, nasty, filthy sex under the hot. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. So. Did they see how well we're fucking the stars? Can they see? They could see them things from the stars. Rain, we took such an eloquent thing you said. And <laughs> turned it into a filthy sex joke. Listen, I've listened to the podcast for a long time. I, I thought <laughs> it was coming. It was destiny, if you really think about it. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. fight it, Rain. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> Can't change it. Uh, I try my best. Tune in. Tune in next week for the Final Fantasy remake recast. <laughs> <laughs> we get to oh, this no. part of the podcast and then it changes slightly. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so uh, you know, to to bring it all around, um, Tim never dies. I feel like <laughs> I feel like with the uh, with with the changes that they made, the spirit of that futility is still there. It's still a very bittersweet game, even though there are changes that have been made. And I feel like that's the spirit of Final Fantasy VII. You know, if you get that right, mm-hmm. then I feel like everything else is cake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I think I think a lot of people drag Final Fantasy VII, VII's name in the mud solely for being uh, a lot of people's in, inductory point for role playing, and uh, that sucks. That but like suck. you're saying, like you're saying, like the the. It's kind of like what if what if the cast of Cheers had to save the universe? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's 
That's, wow. That's... <laughs> that's why I won. Yeah, in, it's in like a we, game. Like the, you, we love all these Wait, characters. So does that mean like a drunk Frasier is Vincent? Is that which kind of gets his own spinoff? Is that well, Cloud is Sam, right? Oh boy, you know Tifa would be Sam. I don't like it. Tifa owns the bar. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, I don't shit. want to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no but see, you're Clark, right. It's, Clark it's might be Frazier. It's a group of unlikely heroes that really yeah. have no chance of succeeding that still fight. And that's well, really you know what? That, that, that ties into my favorite line. Well, not, maybe not my exact favorite, but one of my favorite moments lines in this game where Heidecker shows up and he goes, what is this? Like, what motley crew is this? And, you know, uh, bar owner, local florist, lab rat dog, like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, by the way, uh, I had played, you know, upon a replay, I have some new takes and things like that, of course, but uh, historically, Red 13, I was never a huge fan of. Uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, he's the guy where, like, when he changes weapons, you don't really see too much of a difference. I, it's not my favorite vibe, like the like, uh, you know, the, the kind of vibe of his character, like the, oh, we're, we're the Native American ancients. Like, I'm like, OK, it's it's just like I, I find so many other things more interesting than than that particular vibe. But I was in love with Red 13 in this game. Uh, there was so much I was such a big fan of from, you know, either additions, you know, again, to the the obvious uh, ex- additional exploration of the avalanche characters to somebody like red 13 and and this is even you know the game doing something i think legitimately kind of uh lame which is like not making him a playable character it totally makes sense for a lot of reasons both maybe even some narratively but a lot you know just technically like we're gonna spend so much dev time on this comparatively small portion of the game that i understand but the fact that they did so much with the character that will Essentially, just act as a as a cutscene character in the background, uh, and a mechanic to open to uh, to get bridges made. <laughs> yeah, he runs across walls. Man. Yeah. yeah, and he looks all fun and dumb when he like tries it. He just puts all his dumb dog tiger body into it, puts it all down. Uh, so, so here's the thing. Uh, I'm gonna throw one criticism at this game. And it's, it's a beautiful baby. How dare you? It is a beautiful baby. But why? Why are you even pretending you got a party system game? Why are you even pretending like I can swap in and out characters? I mean, they <laughs> they sort of did that in the original, right? Yeah, yeah. The, this is in the first very, part. Yeah, Midgar is 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 in the original extremely narrative, almost one to one. You really the the was it PHS system that doesn't even exist. Yeah, yet. the first <laughs> outside of Midgar, uh, but. There, it. I think maybe to Steve's point though, there's like a moment where like when you do like the battle systems, it's like pick your party, and you're like motherfucker, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> pick my party. I only have two people in the party. Sure, I guess. Why not? I have like six glaring criticisms of this game, which is which is why I want to kill some of it. Uh, let me hear. Let me hear some of these. I'm gonna fire them off bullet point style. Feel free to stop me when you disagree. The side quests suck ass. Uh, every single one of them is awful. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm gonna disagree because I, I think there's some good. I, I, I think like there's the, uh, some the, good stuff in there. The angel missions of the. I, uh, I hate. I hated the angel missions. I, like uh, I, I, I think that. the story where, and, and I think um on that um Easy Allies podcast they bring this one up too, where it's the it's the one where you have to go to like the junkyard grave of the old, old man. man. 
And like by the end of it, you you still have to be a dick to this man to kind of like reverse psychology, prevent him from going and like killing himself, essentially. Oh, yeah. Like, I think there's I think there's some character stuff in those two. That's is, pretty it a, is it a weaker part? I definitely agree. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they all suck. <laughs> the entirety of Hojo's laboratory. I hated um, what? What? No, I, it's got one of my it. favorite parts where fucking Hojo's like, you're not a soldier. And then the fucking whispers in him because they're like, dude, <laughs> shut the fuck up, dog. You're spoiling the plot. That was, <laughs> the plot. That was fun. That that one that one section was fun. But like, I, you know, I kind of felt that scene, that section was just to kind of pull time. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Because yeah. it was like, Cloud, touch this lever a floor up and then call your friends <laughs> to touch that lever a floor down. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you do? You know, just I didn't need to do that, that four times. Yeah, right. you that game, you're like, all right, this is. The, right, I felt like a fucking boss it. by the end of it, though. I felt undefeatable. Yeah, I'll actually lump that into. I think most of the dungeons are bad. Um, I think that the train graveyard is about five hours longer than it needs to be. I missed uh, a part of the train graveyard, and I had to wait until the very end of the game. And that's gonna, you know, I'm gonna turn this into a negative into a compliment. So there's a part in the great train graveyard where you're supposed to get uh, Eric's. Uh, best weapon the mithril rod yes and i missed that because i didn't go back and check so at the very end of the game i went to the fucking shinra cafe outside the fucking like fight uh, booth and they were just selling it and i was like oh thank you yeah I, you can you can pick up missed weapons which is very nice the the sewers are bad yeah, I don't. I didn't need to do that shit twice. Right, just twice. It, so a lot of this game is like I knew. I'm poisoned by game development, right? So when when they had me touch the big hand to move Aerith, and I was like, I'm gonna do this six more times. There's no <laughs> way. There's absolutely no way they put this in for one thing. Sir, and I have you played Grand Theft Auto Five? <laughs> they make you leave a door for one mission. <laughs> yeah, but this, one moment this game, in the game, they add entire mechanics. This game has doesn't have Rockstar money. It's got money. It doesn't have Rockstar money, right? Yeah. It doesn't have horse balls yeah. drinking money. So there's no... I knew for a fact... Like, oh, God, they're going to make this I, longer. I didn't hate those because in the original, I remember seeing that big hand. I'm like, what the fuck's that about? And in this yeah, one, you I, get I, to know what the fuck I mean, that's about I'll six times. This. I'll say this. <laughs> if you are going to... if you are gonna, I, I'd say that's a good example of, of stretching because if you are going to do this, right, if you are going to kind of do the, the gameplay thing of like, all right, well, listen, we you ain't doing this just once, right? Um, you do still get those moments of additional interactions because that is the, that's the Aerith chapter, right? It's the first time mm-hmm. you've really mm-hmm. Aerith. And you, I, I, listen, you're right. You do it like four times and three times too many, but man, I feel like it's almost worth it because you get the cute little high five moment at the end and you know, him yes. going, oh shit. So that is, I think, yes, I think the opposite of that might be, or could be really the sewer thing, right? Because there's that new side character with the backstory, and you're like, he's not the worst, but like, this is clearly not what I really feel like doing right now. And it doesn't add additional character moments between relevant characters. Yep. You know, we don't get more Tifa interactions with Cloud or Baird or anything. It's just like, well, this dude found his his necklace. I'll tell you what, (laughs) I may have not liked it, but I respect any game that gives even the supplementary characters development. Like yeah, and that's you know cool. that guy's showing up later. And well, yeah. the thing is, terrible. Like they do like, do that successfully with that 
one soldier who likes to fuck his motorcycle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. By the way, he's a nice example of something where I was like, okay, this is what the remake's going to offer me, right? Uh, maybe a cute little added thing here or there, you know. Certainly not what they ended up doing, which was completely right. I mean, the whole thing, but like, um, oh, God, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was... He was wonderful, and uh, and Steve, you mentioned it, uh, the Easy Allies podcast. Maximilian dude came up with an interesting theory that I kind of hope holds water. Is that he? So he is also soldier. I don't know if they define whether he's first class or anything like that, but he mentions that this could be the idea that soldiers are all crazy, right? They're all fucking nuts. Like when he mm. shows up. Uh, the first time the guys on the bikes are like, oh, God, we got to get out of here before he shows up because he's just going to like do something stupid. And then, of course, he shows up and like kills four dudes by himself uh, <laughs> just because he's completely unhinged to some sort of level. Uh, and I kind of like the idea that soldiers aren't because near the end of the game or just certain sections of the game, you fight just like class C soldiers, which are just like, you know, a slightly harder enemy than like a standard Shinra grump uh, yeah. grunt. But I kind of like the idea that yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, but I do like the idea that the soldiers are more uh, unique. They're more kind of special. Uh, everybody's just like a big collection of, of different, uh, which frankly I, I find more interesting than just like stronger, somewhat stronger Shinrock enemy. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I dig that too. I think that I think that if they're going to keep doing that, that would, that would be really neat to see in this. Also, they mention uh, an, a new interesting wrinkle, which is uh, soldiers are apparently. Um, they 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 mention like when you become a soldier, you swap out power with the chance of like a normal life which is you know typically of course right like how can you have a normal life with a giant fucking buster sword but they also mentioned that there's like cell degradation yeah they did the which is, which is thing. new right which is new so i who knows where they're gonna go with that Fox um, that old yeah, cloud basically yeah, it's gonna be like an 80 year old cloud in the next <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> That's Why does he have an iPod? So on board with an eighty-year-old cloud. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. I'm bored. Ah, cloud with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> and Sephiroth got all the recessive. He got all the recessive genes. Um, Yo. Yeah, I feel like false to read. This game is sort of um, this. This game made now Rose is sort of his name. The bike. <laughs> Uh, th this game made now is sort of uh, jumping off of the bones of both Final Fantasy uh, 15 mm. and Kingdom Hearts 3, right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. In that, like, they, they tried a bunch of shit in both of those games with their 3D action system and the party switching and casting magic, and, like, they didn't really work. Kingdom Hearts 3. They tried their hardest. They, they very much. Final Fantasy 15, I think, didn't work more than Kingdom Hearts 3 because Kingdom Hearts 3 had a lot of other stuff that it could do still. Yeah, Which 15 yeah. was like its completely own system and uh, like a lot of it, it didn't feel as good. It didn't work as well as um, I got so confused in the beginning of that game because it's like, hey, we're going to sit down for like an hour and do tutorials with you. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to play your game. Uh, but this, this I think this game has one, a really decent tutorial in the beginning. Yeah. And yes. two, um, I think like I, I think you're you're about to get to this. But uh, yeah, that that uh, ATB system. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Active time battle. Uh, I, I, I think, think the combat that's... is a great evolution of of what has come before. I, I think this is the closest they've gotten to nailing 
uh, a combat system. So that's, so that's yeah, I think it's brilliant. Concept, you know, because thirteen I think was like the start of it with like the stagger system. I've never played thirteen though, uh, and then fifteen is like okay, but yeah, there's a lot of feels like holding square and stuff like. Okay, hey, we're gonna zip around a bunch and. It's cool. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were like, I thought you were interrupting me saying we were going to. Oh, no, no, no. I'm topics. Sorry. No, but like um, in that one, like you're like doing like direct, like weird, like zips to like. Yeah. Things. And then and then 13 is just kind of like or 13 uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is is very much flash over substance to like Some an extreme degree. Right. It's like basically you just get to a point where you work those auto casting Disney theme rides as as standard attacks and it yeah. looks, i'm never gonna play that game what if <laughs> those show up in the next final fantasy 7 if i get splash metal in the next final fantasy 7 i will return it and then <laughs> buy every copy to break them in front of everyone yeah it's, a, it's just a trick at the very end of the next game you end up in traverse town no <laughs> we can't escape destiny several all the way back to traverse town Listen, uh, look when you walk away i will hear you say God. All right, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie though. I would. I would shamelessly buy Kingdom Hearts One Cloud Strife skins for Final Fantasy <laughs> Remake. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll buy this. Right. Uh, you know, what? if if not quite completely away from the combat system, but I love. Now, is there a way better implementation to to take in the future? I 100% think so, yes. But I really like the idea, uh, the, the concept at least, of upgrading your weapons. Because this game gave me the excuse to stick with the Buster Sword and still have it be a very effective weapon all the way until the end fight, uh, which I was a very big fan of because that is a really great way to... One, stretch out the effectiveness of some of your weapons. Mm-hmm. Definitely kind of says, you know, listen, you could use... Because I, I was basically a, a hard edge versus buster sword type of, type of guy, right? Yeah, same hard edge is, is maximize strength, minimize magic materia. Uh, and then buster sword is, is kind of that lovely middle spot that, you know, of course... It's, I, it's Mario and Mario Kart. Yeah. Now, I don't love every time I would get enough points, I'd have to go into a uh, specific menu, select a specific weapon, and then go into a weird, like, zoom in of these little orbs and do it every single time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I still, as the, the concept, I, I believe, is still a very, very strong, very sound. Um, it, putting on my big my big gamer snoot nose. Yeah. Uh, Are you UI just putting on, game. like, costume pieces yeah, while you're a, doing this podcast? My wardrobe is a costume. His eyes are... He's got the soldier glowing eyes. <laughs> this is the game dev eyes. He has his seltzer hat on. It's fine. This, this is my cosplay <laughs> podcast. Uh, it, it, the, uh, the the UI in this game is fucking shit garbage. Um, the the galaxies that you interact with when upgrading <laughs> weapons are are awful. Uh, I didn't even know that you could do a counterattack while in Punisher mode until after I finished the game and saw it on Twitter. Are you oh. kidding? Well, yeah. did, wait, oh how did God, how did that... you beat how did you beat like Reno? <laughs> It's I like literally broke four times. <laughs> okay. All right, then. I'll do it. I did nonstop limit breaks because it told me that he was only weak during a certain attack. And I was like, well, it has to be limit break. There's no other attacks. So you just let him, like, damage you to the point of, like, and, oh. I, and I healed and I limit broke. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> let me, and then how did, 
<laughs> Did he beat Rufus the same way? Because Rufus Yo, was fuck Rufus. Yes, I, I figured yeah, him I, out. I, I basically had to just power through with like healing items and limit breaks because I could. No, I'm, I'm sorry, Reno. I just blocked, and he, he has a thing where if you block him enough, he's like, oh, oh he gets he... like kind of sleepy and tired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> punch him a couple times but rufus i have i limit broke multiple times and i hated that fight yeah (laughs) it's weird because i think there's a the game wants you to play a very specific way to make it look really cool and doable but like i just don't i don't know what it is yeah same here i was like "Uh," because if i block he he does this if i do this he does that and i'm like i i don't know what you want from me game and then it just throws me out uh yeah ui for sure i I think again the, the concepts are very strong very sound i just like a, a a better, cleaner way of getting to those things. Because if, if they made that shit as easy as it is to slot materia, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Then you're done. You're done. That's what you want. Materia yeah. was was a, was a blast. And yeah, it, was easy I, to yeah. Use. it leveled up fine. I like. I didn't think maybe it. if I could save materia, like like give me, let me save this set of materia, so that mm. way, like like loadouts. Yeah, yeah. Let me save a loadout of materia. I think we even just add that. It's it's perfect. Like, I don't um, want them to change anything else. I really liked how like your weapons to jump back to that had like proficiency skills that like once you yes. leveled them up, they just were built into your character at that point. So it's That's like I cool. could use the yeah. weapon I want, but I can do like fucking. I want Barrett this. I want this lifesaver. I'm just gonna do this dumb thing. Like I'm gonna use this weapon I would yeah. never use because I want it, which is still, you know, it's the, a good. It's a good way experiment. to make players ex- experiment. Yeah, it, it, it's a very smart tool where it's like, oh, okay, you know what? I can see the benefit of using playing this way, but I'm gonna go back to my big dumb idiot way because uh, that's how I play a game. So, uh, Tiva's really good in this game. <laughs> I really like the bridled strength and shit. Like I, I'd unload on people. Right. Instantly staggering. Oh, let me let me ask you guys this: um, Where do we stand currently in Final Fantasy VII remake? Or actually, maybe even like so. Historically, I was a Tifa boy. I was Team Tifa. Give me them big old jugs. That's what I want. We're not beating around the from bush. My women. Here. This is what I want from my video games. Right? This is 1998, Devin, or whatever it was. By the time I got around to playing this game, uh, personally, after this, I am on the Aerith hype train. Please, sir, may I have some more lovely? Yeah, lovely. I, was sh- I was shocked by the change. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Devin. I can't. I can't be an Eric boy. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, Chris? Because I don't like anybody it. fucking with my head. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, dude, Tifa. I don't like it. I don't like the original like Final Fantasy Seven. Tifa just lets you fucking lie to everybody. Doesn't say goddamn <laughs> yeah, thing. because she's nice. <laughs> that is polite. polite. That's a very polite Wait, thing to do. There is polite, and then the line was here, and we can't even see the goddamn line anymore. She's not calling you out in front of your friends. She's taking uh, you aside and being like, like she couldn't um, just be like, "Hey, Cloud, can we like talk?" Because <laughs> everything you said was a fucking lie. Uh, she just rolls with it. Uh, Christian, uh, are you? I think you and I are on the same boat on this one. Are you both like? Um, I think we're the juicy, hey juicy buttholes. Yeah, uh, we're on the juicy Jesse uh, <laughs> train on this one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jesse won me over for sure. Um, oh, and yeah, that is to not say that Jesse wasn't completely enjoyable and lovable. Um, I just think that's now don't run her down, don't run her down, or I'll no, run no, down everything you Jesse's love. Got Jesse's got way too much. You know, I, I, I'm gonna drop, you know I'm gonna drop a drink yeah, reference. She wants, she wants to have a pizza party with me, and isn't that what anybody wants? 
Yeah, but you have Midgar a pizza party special. with her, and she's like bipolar, just flipping the fuck <laughs> out. And her friends, her friends are her best friends are like, it's a game. Hey, Jesus her God. best friends gave me a job, yo. Oh, Steve's, Steve's hooked. Steve's sli- I could fix her. <laughs> I'll fix her. She's fix my her. Jack from Mass Effect, man. Oh, no. <laughs> um, to steal live for Chris, like Je- I think Jesse's role is Sisyphus. Her role is to just go up and then just roll back down. She's she's never going to get that cloud D. Do you know how many times I hit X on her door hoping there was like a I know. hit this button a hundred times? You could have beat the and- game a day earlier, you said. There was a three-hour section Steve, where I was... Do you know how many times I knocked on Merle's door to get to oh, I mean... <laughs> Come on. That's the, that's the secret. Listen, she had trip. cool hair. I, I like I like Merle's cool hair. I can't, is that even her name? Yeah, it's <laughs> Merle. Merle. I think it's Merle, yeah. yeah. Merle, I, Merle. I'm convinced that when they I did Merle, Merle I to... fucking... <laughs> Walking Dead. That's what I think of. Merle! Uh, Merle and Daryl. <laughs> I'm um, convinced they added Marl to the game so that everyone would finally understand how to pronounce Marl's name in Chrono Trigger. I think that's the only <laughs> reason that character exists. <laughs> Just put that story. No Marley. Put that shit to bed. It's Marl. We know now. Yeah. Wait. So, so I know Steve. Someone answer for. Is that true? You're you're on the Jesse Jesse train for sure now. I that think question. he's not willing to admit it. He's not oh, willing no. to admit. <laughs> I, I think I'm still on the Aerith train. Thank you. Oh, uh, by the way, still... you know there yeah. were there were three possible scenes to to get during Final Fantasy VII's playthrough before you go to Shinra HQ. Uh, there's so you know you spend the night at Aerith's house after you kind of all get together and you go, hey, we're gonna we're gonna rescue her, uh, and then there's a nighttime scene. Now, you can have that nighttime scene with Tifa, Aerith, or even Barrett, uh, mm-hmm. depending on I guess, your decisions. I got the Aerith cutscene. Uh, Steve, I think you told me you had gotten the Tifa cutscene. I didn't I know what the, the other Tifa. Yeah, I got Tifa. Because when Jesse, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> is removed from the picture. Oh, God, Steve. Yeah, my, my allegiances are uh, Jesse, Tifa, Aerith, and probably uh cloud uh because that whole dance sequence was f- fabulous <laughs> that was a spectacular dance sequence yeah um, it's something else but, I'm just saying, but did line... anybody get the did anybody get the barrett one no no uh you got the tifa too there's yeah, a wonderful the line um as the only Aerith bay here uh, evidently uh, there's a wonderful line where she says um because like he's just talking to her right he's talking to Aerith because she's clearly not there uh through the planet or you know whatever the fuck but she says a line she's like whatever you do don't fall in love with me and i just it fell to pieces during you were like moment. it's too late <laughs> i already love you and, uh, and i don't know man maybe i'm a sucker for that because there, there's a moment there's a moment when you are sneaking out of Aerith's house Earlier in the game, and then oh, she, uh, she can I just up. jump in real quick? Sure. Fuck that part! Fucking garbage stealth section. Listen, I uh, I got through it fine the first time, and then when I was replaying that chapter, couldn't could barely. Th- the game had to literally remove things. Yeah, because <laughs> That's I what it did for me. <laughs> like, yeah. Shit! Like, this hallway is empty now. Just fucking walk downstairs, <laughs> idiot. Pathetic. Welcome. Get out of yeah. here. <laughs> I like that the game. Uh, the game is actually a little bit dynamic in that way. In that, if you if you fuck up enough times, the characters in universe explain to you what you're doing wrong, 
Uh, like, yeah. if, you, if you attack the scorpion without thunder and Cloud's like, stupid idiot dummy, use thunder. Uh, yeah. Because you have to use it. It's a robot, right? Instead of, uh, instead of just being like, nothing. Right? Yeah. Or just, like, big, big box comes up and says, have you tried thunder? Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, th- there's a wonderful moment where um, she shows up and Cloud has one of his. And again, this is one of those moments where I was like, something's funny about this game. I don't know what it is, but there is something going on here. And he sees her and then Cloud has one of his flashes and you see the, the materia hitting the, the steps. And then he turns away and then a tear falls down his face. She's like, what the hell's going on? He's like, I, I don't really know. And like, oh, I remember that. That to me is like the. It's my own personal like aha moment, right? It, it tells me a lot of things like, okay, the, something's fucky about this game, and I love it. But <laughs> uh, there's also that I just love. I love that there's just even the mere thought brings him to tears, even though he doesn't know why. He is just sad, and and I don't know. There's just some. I don't know Japanese or English Japanese to English translation has always been somewhat rocky even today by today's standards there's also just you know how does how does writing how does JRPG writing come across now right in 20 you know 2019 2020 I, I mean look to King definitely gotten better yeah but, but I mean but Much still better. look with Chris look to Kingdom Hearts to see how fucking up its own ass it can still be Oh, and well, yeah. this game, the convoluted game. aspect of it, yeah. But like, yeah. I, I feel like in this game and, and a lot of modern anime, they're slowly starting to understand like American humor. Yeah, because mm. I, I mean, this game was so. I don't know. Like, I, I didn't. I didn't. There's a few reasons why I, I wasn't Team Aerith. Like, growing up, right? <laughs> Obvious reasons aside. Uh, it. I don't know. She just kind of almost sounded seemed condescending. Uh, in the original game, for me, like. When I had played it, even even a little bit. Yeah, I'm not gonna uh, lie. The same thing. Same thing with uh, my reading of Tifa back in the day. I read her as a much a much more hardened barmaid. Um, Where she puts out cigarettes in her forearms, type of hard. In in this one, she's more of like, "Hey, I'm the I'm the town. I'm I." She kind of comes across as like the Leslie Nope of the town. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I like that. The most important aspect for me with Tifa, and I think this is a, even in the original, is her questioning of their actions, and that's yes, yeah. why I like her. The most. And, and that is that is definitely blown up a lot uh, in yeah. this, which is also like, oh, great. Um, and yeah, I just think Aerith, Aerith's playfulness. Like, Tifa is much more conscious of her actions than everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, She's like everybody else is like you know, Cloud's a merc, Barrett's a true believer, Aerith is a fucking spirit of the earth, like, and she's just like, eh, are we doing the right thing here? Like, kill a lot of people, we're dying, <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we're doing great, this is fucking great. <laughs> oh, ain't no stopping this train. <laughs> Which is, uh, I didn't realize that was such a, a well loved uh, quote from the original, but. <laughs> Apparently, apparently that shows up quite a lot in in original Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, to me, I, I think Aerith gets the best glow up, uh, aside from Jesse, who was, went from a nothing character to this. But right, yeah, like literally a, a, a wallflower to an actual fully realized character. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there, there were a, a more additional moments that made me fall in love with Aerith. Uh, her reaction. You can hear her stamping her feet in giddy excitement when Clouds doing the dance in the honey at the at the club at the Honey Bee Inn, which was yeah, wonderful. Yeah. 
And then when she hits somebody in the head with a steel chair, which is like, oh, my, she's so fucking wacky and weird. And now there's memes about it where she has a steel chair that has materia slots. And <laughs> I love everything. That's amazing. Yeah, and I was just like, "This is, this is wonderful!" Like, and now, and now, I still am. I'm still scared to death that she is going to get impaled in HD 4K, and I don't want it to happen. Now. I, uh, I originally, I originally was a Tifa boy uh, when back in the day, but upon like after after getting uh, after playing it again last year, and I played it before again as well. Uh, but after playing it in last year, I sort of I was. On the airs train from then to now, right? Uh, yeah. Because I think that Tifa very much accepts Cloud as what he is, and like he, throughout the game, the original Barrett's like, "Oh, this guy kind of fucking you know, a little weird," and Tifa's like, "No, he's fine. This is just the way he is. Everything's fine. Don't don't question any of this weirdness. It's fine." And Eris in the game, in the original, in the game, in this one, is much more like, "Hey, man, you're you're like you're like way too stiff. You gotta lighten the fuck up." So yeah. maybe maybe just chill out, and I I like I like that part of Eris. I think that she she makes Cloud better, right? Yeah. Humanizes, yeah. She humanizes him definitely. Whereas Tifa sort of allows Cloud to be what he is, which isn't great. Uh, and in in that, I think uh, I like want his money. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think I like Eris's both character interaction with Cloud more and as a person more. That's, so That's yeah. uh, it was with Eris that he smiles. And she's like, I caught you smiling. And he's like, yeah. no, no, I'm not smiling. That's oh, like Eris in this game is like, she's like, she's got a little ground to her. She's like, ha, ha, ha. And then she falls there like, shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And she fell off. That, that's fucking awesome. Right? She's a real person. Yeah. And then, of course, she has her little, you know, little fucking baby brat fans are like earth curses i hate this they ruined everything (laughs) (laughs) but there are people that hate that scene i'll tell you why i i I definitely think Aerith is more human in this game than in in the in the remake like yeah like you can't cloud and then by extension you can't quite figure her out in in the very still like at the very end when she kind of turns a little bit and shows you the cards yeah. I don't know. I don't. I I looked at her differently. You know, I was like, I, 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 "Listen, you're who, right. Who are you? Who are you?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there is a and, and you know, upon some re- chapter replays, you know, she talks about how she's like, "I don't think I'd ever want to move out of Midgar." Like, uh, I like that that we have a plate directly over us. Like, the, because later on in the game, she kind of mentions the the terrifying expanse of of infinite possibilities, which would oh, be shit. the sky. Right at the very end of the game, she's like, "I missed the." metal sky yeah yeah like because mm. she know and again this is going back to that and we've already discussed that at length but you know it's it's more like this is terrifying for me because i frankly don't know what's going to happen now which is like oh my god <laughs> but and, and again she goes from wildly likable to a little bit more mysterious which is fine uh because you know we have more games to explore that concept but uh yeah i, I don't know man i was just very 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 happy with with the way in way I, I took and what i took away from from Aerith in this reason so um i want to get to one of the questions that someone asked me to ask you guys okay. uh so pretty much um during the pre-launch of this game there was everybody grousing about 
is this game worth $60? Is this a $60 game? Is this going to be $60? And, and I think it, 100% this is a $60 well worth it. Definitely. But is this, is this a $60 experience for a new player, a new person to the Final Fantasy VII universe? Like, would they get as much... I mean, they wouldn't get as much as we are getting out of it, but would their experience be culpable to any of our experiences? Steve, I think the average person that hasn't played Final Fantasy VII, if they play this remake, they would go back and play Final Fantasy VII. After the okay. remake. Because I feel like it's... It, I think the remake is a more accessible version of the original game. Okay. I really I, do. I both agree with Chris, and I would say that this is one of the best JRPGs to come out in a very long time. Even if you had not played Final Fantasy VII Original... And you're looking mm-hmm. at the current JRPG market. This game is far and away worth sixty dollars more than other games. Uh, so if you have any interest in the genre, if you have any interest in the kind of storytelling, if you have any interest in the aesthetic of a JRPG, this game is absolutely worth your money. Yeah, I saw uh, one of our listeners on the the Discord uh, after playing this. He was like, "Hey, is there any more games that are like this? Because this was great." Uh oh, he's in. He's in. Um, I'm not getting out. And you guys threw the suggestions his way. Um, he was a Nizumi. I mean, uh, yeah, you, you said it yourself, now. man. You you were never a big fan of JRPGs, and this this was not necessarily change your mind on it, but it's something special, right? You know? Yes, yeah. You like, used to walk around and say Dragon Age Two was the best of, of RPGs ever. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody agreed with, but it's the best JRPG I ever played. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, um, I think in the mid two thousands, Western RPGs absolutely took over. With Mass Effect and uh, mm-hmm. Dragon Age and even Kotor, uh, I think and Kotor absolutely Divinity Original Sin was really really good. Original Sin Two is great. The Witcher. Um, there's a lot of like Western uh, realizations of what an RPG could be, and JRPGs sort of regressed to like this really weird time. Well, I mean, just all of Japanese gaming regressed at that point. Yeah, maybe not regressed or just didn't like just stay. Hey, we're not going to change, right? You yeah, know? they they sort of dug in and they didn't really they didn't really go with the market. They kept trying things, but none of them really worked. Uh, they kept making franchises, sequels that just like fell flat. The fifth Star Ocean, the fifteenth Final Fantasy, all both the third of three thirteens. Like all of them were kind of like, uh. um, yeah. And I think that I I believe in in a very small way this this make remake of Final Fantasy VII will do what the original Final Fantasy VII did, which is introduce JRPGs again to a new generation. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So let's make this cyclical. And go around. Um, after talking about this, are we all still Marys? <laughs> I yeah. I mean, talking about it makes me want to marry it more. To be honest, it's one of those things. It's like Twin Peaks. Like watching the show is great, but talking about it, I think, is a little bit better. Okay, that's uh, the kind of way I think about it. Uh, yes, I, I am still firmly, firmly in my in my camp of, of marriage for life until death. Please don't Mr. Christian Rain Scandriato. Yeah, I would marry it again. Um, it's been like a week and a half removed for me. And I've gone through, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I've gone through a lot of thoughts. And I, I still think it's great. I still think it's absolutely great. Absolutely. I'm, I'm right there with you guys. Um, this this game, I, I didn't expect it to be one of my favorite games of this year, but it's definitely up there. Yeah. The neck I, I, and neck with, with the fucking 
uh, baby animal simulator but yeah. i would just say honey honey maybe next time we don't need as many um crawl sections you know maybe we can cut some of that on out. a ps on a ps5 and xbox yeah, x maybe we can uh, souped up pc up you probably won't have to squeeze through as many walls yeah but uh you know, I don't even know how accurate that could be, but you know, there, there was a, there was a lot, especially when you backtrack. Uh, there's quite a bit. But well, here's uh, a scary here's a scary thing to think about, Devin. Sure. Think of all the times you've had to do that in real life. Are those oh. loading sections in your life? Because open my third eye. I mean, when, I'm whenever in the you Assassin's open a door, is it a, is it a secret Resident Evil load? I feel like my Assassin's Creed simulator wouldn't have put me in such a boring position that i am currently in my life let's right, make a so virus i think this is a damn it devin <laughs> i think this is a i think this is a good uh walk away point so guys uh if you listen to this uh tell us what your thoughts on the game were if you finished them because you probably did if you listen this far um and also uh we'll we'll be back next week with the final fantasy 7 remake recast where um we uh, pump up all of our characters and uh, change something. So, Aww. see you later, meatballs.